Conquerors, Warriors, welcome in to a special edition of the Front 7 Rush Show. This is Ben Singer with the Front 7 Rush Show. We're here with Gary Myers, author of How About Them Cowboys? <laughs> How about them cowboys? Man, I tell you what, Gary, my listeners are going to love this interview. First of all, I want to start off by asking you, uh, how how was your transition from New York to uh, Dallas, Texas, with the verbiage and the y'alls and you alls? And explain <laughs> a little bit of that to me, brother. And that that was a, a, a I don't know if I call it a culture shock, but um, uh, yeah, it was a lot different for me. I was 27 years old and had spent my entire life either in Queens, where I grew up in New York, or I went to school in Syracuse, so I never had lived anywhere else. And uh, the the good part about Dallas, I thought for me was um, it was a very transient city. I think it's very much like Atlanta, where you have people that are from Texas, but also there's also a lot of people from all over the country because of the corporations that were moving down there and opening up, you know, their headquarter offices. So uh, there were an awful lot of people from New York and Boston and Chicago uh, and Florida. So I never really felt like I was deep in the heart of Texas. Right. And but what it did, being around enough people from Texas, for a long time I lost my really thick New York accent. I did start to say y'all and I still do. I love that. Um, And, but I never, you know, picked up a Texas accent and then I moved back eight years later and I talk like a New Yorker again. (laughs) Now I had to ask that Gary, because I moved from Texas to Texas, just from East Texas to Houston area. And man, I get so much slack about some of the things I say that it's, it's, it's unbelievable. So I knew, uh, at some point that you almost got in the full-blown fist fights with them messing with you how they do. Um, now, let me ask you this about the book. Now, I, I, I checked out the book myself because mm-hmm. when um, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, I'm a football fan first, and I like some of the Cowboy players. So when I saw that you wrote this book, I want to check it out myself. Now, in your opinion, because there's been several books wrote about um, by Cowboys and Jerry and you know, in the early years, what what you think set apart set your book apart from from the rest that's out there? Well, the most obvious thing that sets it apart is that I wrote it. <laughs> good answer, good answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I get it. I, I I think I have, you know, uh, some unique perspective and insight into the whole uh, cowboy organization and the history, simply because. You know, I lived there for eight years, and I was there for the most <clears throat> fascinating piece of history, uh, period of history, rather, uh, when Jerry Jones bought the team and fired Tom Landry. And I wrote a lot about that in the book. Um, but I've also known Jerry very well over the years, and I knew the previous people really well. So whereas there's been a lot of books written about the Cowboys by people who have never necessarily covered them or lived in Dallas, I think the fact that I was there for, you know, a pretty long period of time 
but then also have the perspective of not being there for um, 29 years, keeping up with them, writing in New York, um, and being able to take a, you know, a really objective view of what the organization is all about. So um, there's a little something from each of the eras of the Cowboys in my book. And um, I, I think, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff in there that I didn't know. Um, right. Going into my research. So I would assume there's a lot of stuff in there that the readers don't know. Right. I'm here with Gary Myers, author of how about them Cowboys, man? That's a great, title brother let me ask you this gary when you first uh-huh. began i was reading i was reading like i said i was reading the first part of the book and this was interesting to me when you first began working with the cowboys uh explain to the listeners <laughs> what did you what or what what did you or what didn't you do to have the team players chanting myers sucks <laughs> well, Vince, it was it was the PR director and um, my main competition at the time at the Dallas Times Herald. And I worked at the Dallas Morning News, and I'd got there towards the end of the '81 season. And in the off season, I broke a lot of stories, and um, I, I proved to the Cowboys right away that I was not going to be an extension of the organization, like many of the newspapers had been previously. And this right. didn't meet with you know. They weren't happy about it. So one of the first nights of my first training camp in Thousand Oaks, and, you know, the writers stayed in the dorms, which is something I would never, ever do again. But um, one, of the, one of the first nights, um, I got serenaded uh, at my dorm window by um, by Doug Todd and, and the writer from the Times-Herald with a Meyer Sucks chant. And I guess that was their way of just making me feel welcome, you know? Right, right, right. I can understand that. Now, let me. I want. I, let me. Let me ask you about really quick. Uh, uh, I've known. I've talked to different different teams. I have different friends that 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 love other teams, and you know. Uh, now, this whole thing about naming the Cowboys America's team. Now, I have mm-hmm. Saints fans that tell me all the time, "Why is the Cowboys?" America's team. Then I have down here in Houston, I have Texans fans that, you know, I mean, they are actually pissed about some of these guys are actually pissed. These fans are actually pissed about this name. Now from, can can you clear this up? Who originated, who, who came up with the name America's team? Well, it became well-known Vince through the title of the 1978 Cowboys highlight film. Uh, which is done by NFL Films, and they called right. it America's Team. Now the issue is who actually came up with the title. And mm-hmm. NFL Films, Bob Ryan was the producer of that film, and he says it was his idea. And Doug Todd, who I previously mentioned, uh, as being the PR director during that period of time, uh, he has since passed away, but through Greg, Greg Aiello, who was Doug's assistant, um, he told me that Doug has always said that he's the one that came up with the America's team name. So regardless of who came up with it, it's, mm-hmm. it's been something that has just stuck and has followed them around for all these years. And right. people are, you know, generally not happy about it. If you're, if you're a cowboy fan, 
you love it. You know, the uh, it's America's team, that's our team. But Exactly. But there are plenty of other teams that or fans that go, well, how can they be America's team? They haven't been in the Super Bowl in over 20 years. Exactly. You know, America supports winners, and um, and the Cowboys haven't won. But I'll tell you what, that name is never – you know, other teams have tried to take it from them. Uh, right. In other sports, it's just not going to happen. It's just they are America's team whether you like it or not, and um, it's here to stay. Exactly, exactly. This is Vince Ingram, Front 7 Rush Show. I'm here with Gary Myers, author of How About Them Cowboys. Now, um, this was this kind of hit home to me because I kind of grew up. Well, I, di- I didn't grow up in this era. I don't put my age out there like that. But, you mm-hmm. know, I was around when these guys were uh, big time with the Cowboys. Can you explain um, the relationship between Ron Springs, Tony Dorsett, Robert Newhouse, and Dennis Thurman? Because, I mean, this was it, – it just – what you know? When I was reading the book, I, I, I saw how, you know how I you know a lot of people that fans we don't know how these guys are together. You know, so you kind of had you kind of privy to that. Can you explain a little bit their relationship between one another, please? Well, sure. I mean, um, they 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 were as as tight as brothers. I mean, they really looked at each other as as brothers, and you can include you know Everson Walls in there. As well, but the four that you mentioned, Newhouse Springs, Dorset, and Thurman, shared a dorm room in, in Thousand Oaks at training camp for many years, and their room was the um, like the heartbeat of the team. That's where everybody went to hang out and have a good time, watch TV, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. kill time between practices. I mean, those were the guys. And right, the the, the chapter that I wrote about them was how the regrets that these four guys didn't get to grow old together and, and how football creates such an incredible bond um, exactly. that was never broken between the four of them uh, only when, when two of them passed away. So it was a very hard chapter to write because I really, really like all four of those guys. And um, I came close to a couple of them. And, right. and you know, what's happened today is just really sad. It was very, it was a very passionate chapter, man. It's I mean, it, and it's and I I have to be honest with you, Gary. I'm not normally a book reader. I normally let wait till the, till the movie comes out, but that particular chapter, man, it really it really grabbed me. And um, I mean, I would I would suggest anybody, you know, just for that chapter alone, man, to to, to get the book. But uh, fast forward to um, I, I I couldn't wait to get into this because yeah, I know you know this this guy. Personally, Mr. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones, um, uh, how, it, it, talk about a little bit how he, how young he was when he bought the Cowboys, and you know how he went about paying for them. Now, I, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's funny that um, people or fans was 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 labeling him as the the what is the modern day Jay Clampett. That now that was right. funny. <laughs> that, that that was funny. But if you can just talk about a little bit how how Jerry how young he was when he bought and when he bought the team and how he went about paying for the team. Well, he was forty six years old and basically scraped together. You know, for you and I it would be like scraping together all our pennies. For him, it was scraping together all his millions. Um, right. Unless unless you're scraping together your millions also, but. Um, <clears throat> 
<laughs> so about that. <laughs> so Jerry really put himself out there financially to to buy the Cowboys. Uh, it's something he really wanted. He had almost bought the Chargers many, many years before that, and his father talked him out of it. Um, and he didn't, you know, paid $154 million for him. And if, and was, this was a team that was losing a million dollars a month. So wow. he came in with an incredible amount of pressure on him to get this thing straightened out financially. Meanwhile, the team was terrible. They were three and 13 yeah. in the last year. He hired Jimmy Johnson to straighten it out. They went one and 15 the first year. So things were not going well initially, but you know, now you fast forward all these years later and the Cowboys are worth $5 billion, by far the most of any sports franchise in the world. They're the most popular team in the world still. That's something that Jerry inherited. And they did win three championships, but they were all in the first seven years of when Jerry owned the team. And like I said, it's been over 20 years since he's won a title. And, you know, quite frankly, Vince, people have questioned whether, you know, what order his two priorities are which is winning and making money. And mm-hmm. the Jerry detractors say his number one priority is, is making money. And the right. Jerry supporters say uh, his number one priority is winning. I honestly think he is passionate about both. Right. But given the choice of, of the two, I would almost flip a coin. Wow. Now, Gary, now isn't it true that the team was losing money when he first when he first purchased them, like a large sum, large amount of money every month? They yeah, were they, they were losing a million dollars a month. Um, wow, so man! Break that down; it was three hundred thousand dollars, you know, thirty thousand dollars a day, um, which is man, just saying that makes my stomach hurt. I know, huh? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Jerry, you know, Jerry concentrated on the business side, and he let Jimmy take care of the business, uh, the football side. And you know, they were a great partnership for the better part of five years until everybody was crediting Jimmy with straightening out the football, but nobody really cared that Jerry had straightened out the financial part because the fans didn't really care about that. They just wanted to see the team win. So Jimmy was getting too much credit. Jerry wanted some of that, and yeah. that's what led to their eventual divorce. Wow. Now, you you talked about how he um changed football when he when he you know when he started doing his um when he started making money and 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 going outside the box uh, uh different than how the the NFL was normally mm-hmm. ran as an owner. Tough a little bit cuz that intrigued me, man, cuz I'm I'm a I, I love to see CEOs and how they do it and the little things that they do behind the scenes to to um, to get ahead of the game. Can you talk a little bit about who who some of the people that he brought on his team and 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 how he started making money outside of just you know the normal ways that they do it? Yeah, I mean this is this is really how he had his most impact on the finances of the NFL is that the way the league is set up, they share in national TV money, uh, gate receipts, and sponsorships. Well, Jerry decided that he wanted to break away from that, and he started selling sponsorships to Texas Stadium, 
which was something nobody had done before with any of their stadiums. So he cut deals with Nike and, and wow. Pepsi and some other companies and saying, you know, Pepsi was the official soft drink of Texas Stadium, even though I believe that the league had a deal with Coke at the time. So the league sued Jerry. Jerry sued the league. And they came right. to a settlement. And Jerry basically was able to do what he wanted to do. And then all the other teams followed suit. And so he basically turned multimillionaires into multi-billionaires because he taught them how to make more money, that there was so much more money out there that they weren't tapping into that um, now all these teams took Jerry's model and, and copied right. it. And, you know, they all made a ton of money as a result. I'm here. This is Vince Ingram from Seven Russia. I'm here with Gary Myers, author of the book, How About Them Cowboys? 